Amen. So tonight I want to just talk about some things to encourage you. I remember when I was a kid and uh, growing up, you know, it was before the days of video games and and kids didn't sit around and just watch TV. Matter of fact, we didn't have a TV. And uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't hang around the house. When we come home from school or any day during the time that we were out of school in the summer, we were on the ball field somewhere. Uh, it didn't matter what kind of ball it was. It was either softball or baseball or football or basketball, some kind of ball. That's what we were doing. That's what we, we did when we grew up. But I, I remember... I remember times of, of uh, choosing up teams. You ever been on? You ever been in one of those deals where they choose up teams to play a little little ball game? And there were some people that always got picked first. You just wanted them on your side. I can remember when the young marrieds are the married men in this church played the single guys. And uh, and I was married at the time, and we beat the living stuffings out of the single guys. We tore them up, but we had some guys on our team that uh, I mean they were they were big old boys. So uh, I said all of that to, to to just lay a little foundation for where I want to go this evening, because there's just sometimes you want people on your side that you think are good. And what they do. And sometimes it's because of their size. Sometimes because of their wit. Sometimes it's because of their mind. There's sometimes that you just want certain people on your side. Can you say amen? Now we're going to practice tonight. I said, can you say amen? If you get quiet on me, I'll preach two hours. Yeah, I got an amen then, didn't I? Praise God. But I want to read a little bit from the book of Psalms where David made a statement. And he said some things that got my attention. And here's what he said in Psalms 124, beginning at verse 1. He said, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now may Israel say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us, and the stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth, Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help, somebody say this with me, our help. I need everybody in the house to say our help. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I just want to talk to you a little bit tonight from this subject. When the Lord is on your side. Does anybody want to be on the Lord's side? You know what? He, he, there were times in the Scripture that the Lord called people friend. Moses was a friend of God. 
Abraham was a friend of God. And I thought about the song that we sang, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Well, I want to be the friend of God. But I just don't want to be the friend of God. I want to make sure that I am walking in a place where God is on my side. You don't want God against you. If you go study the Word of the Lord, you will find that that uh, when God turns on people, when His wrath is unleashed upon nations and upon the world, let me tell you, He can cause a flood that will kill anything and everything upon the face of the earth except what is saved in an ark. He can rain fire and brimstone upon cities and cause them to be ultimately destroyed and buried beneath the rubble. He can, he can turn His fierceness upon the face of the earth. You don't want to be the enemy of God. You don't want to be on God's bad side. You don't want the wrath of God to come down upon you. I don't know, I don't know of anything that I would fear more than having the wrath of God come against me or come against my family or come against this church. We never, never want to see the wrath of God come against us. But I want to talk to you from from this angle tonight. Here's what Paul said. Knowing the terror of the Lord, I persuade men. Do you know God can be a terrible God? God is love. Can you say amen? God is light. God is good. God is wonderful. God is mighty. God is powerful. God is all these wonderful and good things. But let me tell you what else He is. He can be a God of judgment. And He can do to men and to nations and to families and to whoever, whatsoever He chooses in wrath. You do not want to suffer the wrath of God. Knowing the terror of the Lord, Paul said, I persuade men. you got to understand on this Wednesday night that you don't want to be on the wrong side of God. But when the Lord is on your side, I want to tell you there is nothing like having the Lord in your corner. I feel like I'm preaching to a church of the refrigerator. Hallelujah. So David began to reminisce how the Lord had brought Israel through. Look back at history and see just what God done for Israel. They were in bondage, in Egyptian bondage. They were living under the taskmasters and the slave, as slaves. They were, they were making bricks and carrying mortar and, and had a hard life. But God sent a deliverer and He delivered Israel out of the hand of Egypt. He opened up a Red Sea and they walked through on dry land. He closed the sea 
on Pharaoh and his army. You see, let me tell you something. That is not a normal circumstance. That is not an everyday happening. But when Pharaoh and his army got in the Red Sea, God collapsed the waters on them, took the wheels off of their chair. You don't know unless you're on God's side. But I can tell you He is a miracle-working God. He will fight for you. He will keep you. He will bless you. He will hold you up in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. So, so David began to reminisce and he said, if God wasn't on our side, when men rose up against us, then the waters would have swallowed us up quick and they would have swallowed us up quick and we wouldn't have made it out and we wouldn't have been where we are. <clears throat> but let me tell you that every time Israel came to a a time of of the trying of their faith and at a time of perhaps uh, opposition with a country or a leader or a family god began to stand up for them and i thought i thought about this uh, a few days ago when our our feet were planted and uh, and that soil, and, and I was, I was just looking around. I, I, I realized more than ever why the Lord said to them in the Old Testament, I'm going to give you a land, and it's going to be a land of hills and valleys. It literally is. Beautiful grain pastures, beautiful crops in the valley, and then you'll see on the other side a rocky mountain, a place that, that would be hard to even walk sometime. And, and the Lord promised that to them. But because He promised that to them, I was standing there thinking, you know what, I'm standing in a place that nobody in this world wants to fight with. Nobody wants to come after these people because God is on their side. They're just a little bitty nation. They're not very big, but the Lord is on their side. When you got the Lord on your side, honey, you don't have to worry about demons or devils or countries or nations or rulers or aristocrats or anything else. God! Is your greatest protection. Is there anybody here tonight? I want you to tell me, are you glad you're on the side of the Lord on this Wednesday night? You see, when the Lord's on your side, the fire can't burn you. And the winds can't turn you. And the storms can't come upon you and destroy you. When the Lord's on your side, the enemy is held at bay. When the Lord is on your side, no sickness can take you down. No sorrow can destroy you. Nothing can take you away from the kingdom of God. You know what he said in one time, in one place in the New Testament? He said, no man, no man can pluck you out of my hand. No man can pluck you. You can take yourself out of the presence of God, but nobody can take you out of the presence of God if you don't want to get out of there. You can put men in an inner prison in a jailhouse, and I walked into some of those places and looked around. Honey, it ain't where you want to be, but I can tell you this. You can bury them in an inner prison, but you can't take them out of the presence of God. When the Lord is on your side, He'll shake jailhouse bars. He'll cause an earth quake to come. When the Lord is on your side, uh, He will heal your body in your time of sickness. Somebody needs to hear me tonight. Because you see, we, we think, well, doctor this and, and, and 
teacher this and professor this and we got all these things that we look to. Some of y'all got a, I better be careful here. Some of you got a, a drug cabinet looks like a Rexall drugstore. You depend on everything but God. I'm not preaching against medicine. I'm just telling you, sometimes we put God last in line. But David said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when the Lord is on your side. You see, if the Lord's on your side, Hebrew children, they can throw you in a fiery furnace, but it doesn't matter that they turn the hot, the fire up hotter than it's ever been, seven times hotter than it's ever been, insomuch that even those that threw them in the fire suddenly died because it was so hot. If the Lord's on your side, uh, He'll cause a fourth man to be in the fire. He'll come to where you are in your time of trouble. I just come to preach on a Wednesday night. That you don't need medicine. You don't, now I'm not saying get off your medicine, but you don't need to depend on everything but God. I want to tell you, I'm for you taking medicine. I'm for you going to the doctor, but don't put God on the back burner because when the Lord is on your side, He can heal your body. He can solve your problems. He can fix your finances. He can take care of your family dilemma. When the Lord is on your side, He can fix it like nobody See, I got I got to step thinking today and reminiscing as David did about the things that God has done for his children. The things that he promised for his children. He even said, Lo, I will be with you. How much? Everybody say always. That's every morning, every noonday, every evening, every night. He said, I'm not going anywhere. You can call on me at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to be with you. You can call on me wherever you are, and I'll be there. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. I'm going to be there for you. That's why when Daniel depended on God, look, Daniel, they said, Daniel, you got to pray to somebody else. you you got to bow to our king. You, No, no, he said, not going to happen. I'm going to keep praying to God. And he opened the window, had prayed three times toward Jerusalem every day. He never quit. But when they got him and they took him to a lion's den, and they throwed him in the den of lions. Now listen, you've heard me say this before. There's a difference in a lion's den and a den of lions. A lion's den is just where they live. But a den of lions is where they are. And they threw him in a den of lions. And, and, and here's, here's old Daniel. I just love this story. I love that and the Hebrew children. There, there's, there's something about brave people for God that God takes note of. And he saw Daniel and saw his faith and heard his prayer and, and he just put a clamp on the jaws of the lions. And those lions that were used to getting people to destroy and eat and tear them apart, all they could do is just walk around and look at old Daniel. There was no way that God was going to let Daniel be attacked by the lions. And, and when they, they left him there to die, he didn't die. And neither, You know what the Hebrew children said? They said, 
throw us in. Put us in the fire. We may die. We may burn up. But here's what we do know. Our God is able. Somebody say, my God is able. They said, you do what you got to do. And Daniel was the same mindset. He said, you know what? The Lord is on my side. I'm going to believe the God of Israel. I'm going to stand upon my faith right now. Could I under, could I get you to understand on this Wednesday night that no matter what comes your way, no matter what you're up against, no matter what you're fighting on this day, that the Lord loves you and He is on your side. He has not left you. You say, I can't find You may be like Job and seeking Him and saying, Lord, where are you? I want to assure you on a Wednesday night, He's there. I want to tell you that He got up with you this morning and He walked with you all day long. His hand is upon you and He's got you and He's leading you. Don't ever forget it. When you're on the Lord's side, you're in good company and everything is going to be okay. See, if you're not on the Lord's side, the death angel can get to your house just like it did Egypt. He, he, but, 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 but when you're on the Lord's side, he can't go to Goshen because the Lord's got you. When you're on the Lord's side, you don't have to stay in bondage. When the Lord is on your side, you can, you can have the conquest of a Canaan. You see, David said it again in Psalms 27. Here's what he said. The Lord is my light. And he's my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I got God in me. Let me tell you what happened to me. Let me tell you what happened to you. When you came down to an old-fashioned altar, or wherever it was you knelt before God, and you repented of your sins, and you said, I'm sorry, and God said, I forgive you, And you put your hands in the air. And God baptized you with His Spirit. And you became a child of God. Let me tell you, I don't believe. Now, I'm not here to preach, not on the Internet, not to you. Once saved, always saved. But here's what I believe. That once you're a child of God, you are forever a child of God. Now, you can still be lost. And you can be away with the prodigal son didn't cease to be a son when he left home. He was just a lost son. Are you with me? But I want to, I may be preaching to somebody here tonight that you've wandered far away from God. But I want to tell you, He still counts you as His son. He still counts you as His daughter. He's still saying, Oh, I wish I could get them back to the home. I wish I could get them back into the safety and the confines of the church. Hallelujah. But here's what I want you to understand. You are still God's child. God still loves you. You can make a mistake. And he don't kick you out. Let me ask you, parent. I, I know I'm talking in truth here tonight, but you got kids, and you're in this room. If they've made mistakes, are they still your kids? If they've made mistakes, do you kick them out and say, "I don't ever want to see you again. You're no longer my son." There's very few times. Look, blood runs thicker than water, and I'm very careful. Very careful. 
I've been doing this almost 50 years. But when somebody comes in and starts telling me about their son or their daughter or their children, I am very careful because in the end, the son and the daughter win. Y'all act like you don't believe that. That's why I'm careful about marriage counseling. Because when you take sides, they're going to get back together. And you're going to be the culprit. Hello. I had a man in my office one time. He was so mad. He said, I'm divorcing her. I'm getting rid of her. I'm, I'm telling you I hate her. I'm sick of her. He's ranting and raving, stomping. I said, no, you're not. Yeah, but look what she did. She spent this. She took the checkbook and literally spent $10,000. He said, look what she's done. She's broke me. I said, you'll be back with her next week. No, I won't, preacher. You're wrong on this one. Guess who was right? You think I'm getting in the middle of that? Well, that's the same way with kids. My point is this. You're not getting rid of your kids just because they make a mistake. So here's what I'm here to tell you tonight. Because you failed and because you've stumbled, that don't disqualify you from God loving you. He loves you and He loved you while you were yet sinners. He loved me when I was unlovable. He loved me when I wasn't worth picking up. Hallelujah. He brought me out when I didn't deserve bringing out. And He is still my God. I may leave this church tonight and never walk in another church. But the Lord is going to say that boy right there, that guy, he's still my child. I still love him. Come on back, Danny. Come on back, sir. Come on back, ma'am. When the Lord is on your side, He loves you unconditionally. And He loves you no matter what or where you are. He just strictly loves you. That's why He said He's my light. He's my salvation. He's the strength of my life. Another place in Psalms in verse 40, uh, chapter 46 in verse 7, he said, the Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of Jacob is our refuge. That's our safety. That's where I'm running when I get in trouble. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. He's been a rock in my life. He's been there when I didn't think He was there. He's opened doors I didn't know He could open. He's rained blessings when I didn't deserve blessing. When the Lord is on your side. I just come to tell you on a Wednesday, God's still on your side. I don't know who needs to hear that. But somebody does. In my prayer today, He assured me again that He loved me. He loved me no matter where I've been or what I've done. He's loved me no matter what my tracks have been in the past. And He'll love me tomorrow. And He'll love me next week. Because the Lord is on your side. David said, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. The Lord's looking out for me. He said again, when I cry unto thee, Psalms 56 and 9, when I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. I want you to say this with me. God is for me. Do you know 
And I, I don't know if you get this concept or not. Could I, just, could I just lay a few things out for you very quickly? If you go to hell, you're going to have to go past the will of God. He doesn't want you lost. He doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants to save you. And He will devise means to do so. You know, some people have a picture of God sitting on a big throne with a long stick just waiting to crack somebody over the head when they mess up. That's not the God that I serve. You know what he said? His word said he is not willing that any should perish, but that all, that's every white man, every black man, every red man, every liar, every thief, every prostitute, every adulterer, every whoremonger, every cheater, everybody, all should come to repentance. He don't want you going to hell. As a matter of fact, he'll put roadblocks in your path so that you won't go to hell. He'll reach for you to the very nth degree. He won't make you serve him, but he'll love you and love you and love. Has anybody here ever wondered if God got tired of you repenting? Have you ever wondered if God just got tired of you coming back and saying, Lord, here I am again. I, I, I need help. I've failed you again. I've not done the things I ought to do. We're human. I don't, it's, look, I'm just being totally honest with you tonight. Well, let me tell you, he never gets tired of that because the Bible says he loveth such as a broken heart and a contrite spirit. He wants the humility of man to fall at his feet and say, Oh, God, save me. And guess what? He has never turned his back. He never has walked away. He never will walk away because he is on your side. You go to hell, you'll go past the will of God. If you're lost, it'll be after he's done everything within his power. Let me take you to the New Testament now. No, let me get one more scripture. Psalms 118 and 6. Here's what David said one more time. The Lord, everybody say the Lord, is on my side. And he finished that scripture this way. He said, I will not fear what man can do unto me. Talk about me. Kick me out. Ridicule me. Say anything you want to say. But he said, I know that God is still beside me. You see, our salvation is not predicated on what people say. The last word belongs to him. I've seen people say, well, there's no hope for them. Don't you ever write anybody off. There's hope for everybody. Come on now. Let's be honest. I've seen folks that I really didn't think they'd ever be saved. I thought, you know what? I... I've watched folks that, that through, over the years that would pray through every revival. Look up, revival's gone, they're gone. Unstable as water. Didn't know where they went. Evangelists come back. God starts to move. Look up, and here they are again. I've watched people walk down to the front of this church many, many, many times. And in my heart of hearts, I thought, I just don't know. 
I just don't know because they're here and then they're gone and then they're, they're, they're unstable and they move and they, you know, but here's what God says. He, he just keeps reaching and he keeps trying and he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, let me, let me little preach a little something to you, okay? That I learned in Israel. We went to the footsteps of Paul and, and we went to a place called Laodicea. You'll find it's one of the seven churches of Asia Minor, and you'll find the letter to the Laodiceans written in the third chapter of Revelation. And I've read that many, many, many times. How that they thought they were rich and thought they were okay and, and proclaimed to be, and the Lord looked at them and said, but you're wretched and you're poor and you're blind and you're naked. And you remember that? You remember what the Lord told Laodicea? And then he said this. He said, I would that you were cold or hot. Now, now we've, and then he finished by saying, but you're lukewarm and I will spew you out of my mouth. Lukewarm. And, and I, and I thought for years and I've preached, I thought cold, that's, that's, he'd rather you just be not fooling around the church or not, you know, he'd rather you be out there or on fire for God, but don't be a fence straddler. Don't be in and out. Makes sense, don't it? Well, our guide took us, first of all, to a little stream that ran out of the mountains on one side of Laodicea at Colossae. And he said, get out of the bus. We're going to go. And we went. And we knelt down. We put our hand in a little stream. And it was cold water, refreshing water that was running out of the mountain. That was on one side of Laodicea. And then he took us to Laodicea. And on the way, he said, you see those mountains and all those white Rocks, he said, that's limestone and, and that's, that's natural springs and the minerals come. And, and that's where people, it's kind of like the hot springs of Israel. That's where they go and they refresh themselves. And as a matter of fact, on our way to the hotel that night, he showed us springs where people were, were there and they, they would get under the, uh, under that, that springing water that was coming out that was so warm and, and so hot. And, and, and he said, that's, that's where, the hot is, he said, but somewhere that cool water would come down on one side of land. See, Jesus knew what he was talking about. He said the cool water ran out of the mountain on this side, and the hot water ran out on this side. But if you, if you meet in the middle where the cold and the hot meet together, he said it's lukewarm. He said this is why Jesus used the analogy, I would that you were cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, I will spew you. They understood the analogy. So here's what I've come to tell you today. You may be cold in the refreshing cool water or refreshing hot water. It's not far away from God if you're cold or on fire for God if you're hot because there's refreshing in the cool water that runs out of the mountain and there's refreshing in the hot water that springs from the earth and out of those mountains. But here's what he said. Don't get in the middle because in the middle it's just lukewarm and there's no refreshing. I'm here to tell you today it doesn't matter where you are he said I'm coming and knocking at your door 
and I want to know where you are and I want to bring you to me and I want to come in and sup with you and you with me because I love you and I am on your side. Ladies and gentlemen, hear this pastor on a Wednesday night. It doesn't matter what you're facing. He's on your side. When you get up and go to your job in the morning, he's going with you. When you're fighting your struggles every day, he's going with you. He's going to be beside you. He's going to walk with you. He's going to make sure you're taken care of because the Lord is on your side. I love it when Paul picked up the the pen in Romans chapter 8. It's one of my favorite chapters of all the Bible. If you read it in its entirety, it is an outstanding word in that chapter. I've re, I've preached before on the riches of Romans 8, but could I, could I grab one scripture, the 31st verse, and could I show it to you tonight? Because Paul said, what shall we say, then say to these things? And this is what he said. Here's what he said. If God be for us. If God be for us. It doesn't matter who else is for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? With God, we are a majority. With God, one man is a majority. With God, there are miracles and signs and wonders. Look, I, I know, I know, I know, I know I've had people say, well, you know, don't write me off if God be for me. Who can be against me? Here's what you gotta do. You gotta make sure you're in God's court. You gotta make sure you're on God's side. You don't wanna live the unrighteous life. You don't wanna walk in the way of sinners and backsliders and hypocrites. But you wanna do your best to stay on God's side. Because Paul said, if God's for me, it doesn't matter who else is against us. It doesn't matter if they stone me or they, or they, they whip me with a, uh, a whip or, or whatever they try to do, if God is for me. He goes on in that very chapter to say, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing. Nothing. Because God is on our side. Can you say amen? He said, I won't leave you. Hebrews 13.5 said, let your conversation be without covetousness be content with such things as you have for he has said I will never never leave thee nor forsake thee have you ever got to the place you wonder where God was you ever got to the place you prayed and didn't feel anything that's why the Bible said look at me right now that's why the Bible said you walk by faith you don't walk by sight you may not see anything, but you got to go by what I'm preaching about tonight. I know God is on my side. Are you with me? Paul said, he will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Jeremiah in his writing said in chapter 15, verse 20, he said, I will make thee unto the people a fenced brazen wall, and they shall fight against thee, but... They shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee to save thee and to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. He said, I'm with you to save you, and I'm with you to deliver you. I am on 
your side. I've said it many times, and I'll I'll say it one more time tonight. But but several years ago, I went through probably the toughest time in my ministry. I did, and uh, it was a time of soul searching, praying, seeking God, trying to find <clears throat> trying to find God and where God was and what was going on in my life. You've been there. You've been there, maybe in a different vein, maybe in a different time, but you've been there. Listen, God gave me a scripture, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. If you, whoever's running the computer, if you put that up, Isaiah 41, verse 10. And I was given this. As a matter of fact, somebody in this church made a plaque, and it says, I read it today. I started to bring it here with me tonight. Rusty and Kathy Salisbury gave me a plaque. During that time, because I quoted the scripture, and God, God gave me the scripture. Let me tell you so you'll know. I, I just feel like, I, I know I've said this before, and I know you know the story, but I feel like saying it tonight for, for some reason. So here it is. When I was going through that time and, and, and searching and saying, God, why? God, what, where am I? What's going on? Where are you? I was standing in my shop one day. It's my little escape. And I was by myself, and my phone rang, my cell phone, and a guy that's never called me before, never before nor since, from another city. And I picked up the phone, and he said, is this Brother Danny Chance? I said, it is. He said, the Lord spoke to me this morning in prayer to give you this. And he gave me this scripture. Here it is right here. I'm going to read more than one scripture, but he gave me that scripture. And so... I knew, I knew the, the word of the Lord, and I knew that was there, but he gave me the scripture. He said, the Lord told me to give this to you. And it, I, opened, I think I had my, on my phone my Bible, I normally do, and I, but I read it, and I said, it said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. Verse 11. It said, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded, and they shall be as nothing, and they shall strive with thee, and they that strive with thee shall perish. That means they're going away. Verse 12. Thou shalt seek them, and thou not find them. Even them that contended with thee, that they war against thee, shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. And when I read that, tears started flowing down my cheeks. I guess I'm a big old crybaby. But I said, God, thank you for your word. Thank you. This man was praying in another city. And I happen to know he's a praying man. He goes on long fast, and he's not even a preacher. He's just a saint in another church. But he knew me, and he got my number from somebody from who I do not know. But he called me, and he gave me that. And when I read it, I began to weep. Walked in my house. My wife was there. And I said, Erlene, you, you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe. I told her who it was, a friend, many years ago. I said, this man called me, and this is what he gave me. And she looked at me dumbfounded. She said, you've got to be kidding. I said, why? She said, because a lady texted me that very scripture this morning 
and said, the Lord gave her that scripture to give to me. And so my wife got that word, and I got that word. You know what I said? The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. I've come to tell somebody on this Wednesday night, I, look, I'll be honest with you. It's very simple what I'm preaching tonight. And I thought, God, there's so many things, Bible studies that I could do, and so many, but I couldn't get away from this. And every time I tried to get away from this, I couldn't get away from this. So I've just come to tell you this. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you shall be condemned. That is the word of the Lord. No weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I've just come to promise you on a Wednesday night as a pastor. I hadn't preached to you in three weeks, but I'm here to tell you on tonight. God is on your side. He sees where you are. He knows your struggle. He knows what you're contending with on this Wednesday night. And He sent me to tell you, if I am on your side, quit worrying. Get rid of your fear. Quit worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. I've got every, He's got the whole world in His hands. Everything's okay. God's in charge here. It's not your world. It's His world. You're just a child of God. And he's going to take care of his children. Would you give him praise? Hallelujah. 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 That's why, that's why we call upon his name. Scripture came to me today in prayer. I was just walking, praying, talking to the Lord. The scripture says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower where the righteous run into it and are safe. How many of you know how to call on that name? You know that when your kids are sick, that's the name you call on. When your bank account's dry, when you're struggling with sickness, when you're going through a trial in your life, something's not real good. We don't curse we just say Jesus. There's just something about His name. When you call Him, He's as close as the mention of His name. When you just start speaking the name of Jesus. I can't tell you how many times I rode down the road and just said Jesus. And felt Him come into the car, the truck. I can't tell you how many times I've been in my house, walked through, just said Jesus. Because the Lord is on my side. See, now he's not on the side of those who rebel. And he's not on the side of those who attack his church. He's not on the side of those who walk away from his word and are disobedient. But to those who, who give themselves and for those who believe the word of God. Mistakes? Yeah, we all make them. If you're here today and you say you don't make mistakes, I'll pray for you because you need prayer. We all make them. We struggle, don't we? We're human. Sometimes we lose our way. But here's what we know. If we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And when you just close your eyes in the middle of a storm, oh, you're going to hear a lot of this stuff out of me. But the very first day we were in Israel, tired, flew, lost, I don't know how many hours, but the first day we were there, we woke up and we went during the course of that day to a place called the Sea of Galilee. And out in the middle of that water on a boat, all I could think about was him walking to the bow of a boat with a storm raging and saying, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Well, let me just tell you today, he's still in that business. I told our group that day, he still speaks to storms in your life. We were literally on the Sea of Galilee where he calmed the storm. But I'm not there tonight. I'm in Monroe, Louisiana, but he's still calming storms. And whatever it is you're facing, he's with you. He's with you. They they shook him in the bow of the boat and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Winds are blowing, ships are tossing. Looks like they were going down. But he just walks out there and he don't he don't make any big to do. He just said, Peace. Be still. You can still do that. He's on your side. I've come to try to convince you tonight he still loves you. I don't even know why I'm preaching or who I'm preaching to. I don't know, but I know this. He's on your side. He sent me to tell you tonight that if the Lord is on your side, when the enemy rises up, when when the things of this old world come against you, just stand firm and say, Jesus. Because there's something about his name. It is a strong tower with a righteous run into it. And are saved. Shall we stand? Jesus. 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 Oh, there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, it's like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. For kings and kingdoms, they may all pass away. But there's just something about that name. Put your hand up, close your eyes and sing it. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, there's just something about that name. Master, Savior Jesus
Jesus, it's like the fragrance after the rain. Oh, Jesus, 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 just let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms they may all pass away but there's just something about that name and when you whisper that name he says I'm here You can run to me. I'm waiting on you. I've never left you. He's not a God that is afar off. But He's very near tonight. He's on your side. Just remember this. When you get up tomorrow, you've got favor on your job. Because God's on your side. When you get up tomorrow, you'll put an angel to protect you. Because He's on your side. This is not a light thing. This is not guesswork. This is something that He said. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'll be with you always. I'm going to be there when you call on me. I'm going to be there no matter what you're going through. That's why He didn't say, I'll take you around the trial. I didn't take you over the trial. I'm not going to take you under the trial. He said, I'm going to take you through the trial. Because He walks with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, He walks with you. He's with you today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When the Lord is on your side, walk out of here tonight knowing that He's there. i got to be honest with you, and I'm closing. There have been times that I got down to pray and I felt like, Job, where are you? Where are you? I can't find God anywhere. I don't feel God. But I learned a long time ago that I don't live for God by feeling. Amen? You can't live for God. I like the feeling of of a good, hot, red, hot Holy Ghost service. I love the feeling of shouting. I love the feeling of weeping and conviction and power. I love all that. There's sometimes there is no feeling. Amen? Just being honest with you. You know I'm telling the truth. You've lived for God very long, so don't live by feeling. Here's what I do. I just say, God, I know you're here. I know you feel all space and time. I know you're with me today. I may not feel you, but I trust you. I may not feel you, but I know you're here. It's not long for you will feel him because let me tell you, let me tell you, he's there. He's there all the time. Hallelujah.